We'll just start from Ton Rabbonon. Kav Zion Omad Beis. Kav Zion Omad Beis. Kav Zion Omad Beis. Yeah, four lines, four lines from where it gets wider at the bottom. See where where the where where, where the lines go wider at the bottom. Yeah. So four lines up from there. Uh, up. Last two words, Ton Rabbonon. Nice. One Yeah. Where? See where it goes wider. Cubs, are you on Cubs line of advice? Yeah. Right. So you see where yeah. the, la- the way it goes wider? Ah. Go from four there, lines yeah. up. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah. Right. We all got it. Okay. Ton Rabonon. We we did the first full couple of lines, but it's just to start from the beginning. Ton Rabonon. There was a story involving a a, a Talmud who came in front of Rabbi Yeshua, on my life, the Talmud said to him, Tfilas Arvis Rishus HaChayva. Is it <coughs> Tfilas Arvis, Mariv, is it Rishus or is it Chayva? In other words, Rishus means it's optional, you don't have to say it, HaChayva or you have to say it. Amalei Rishus, he says, no, it's optional, you don't have to. Baalifnei Rabbi Gamliel, then that same Talmud went in front of Rabbi Gamliel, Amalei, he said to him, Tfilas Arvis Rishus HaChayva, he asked the same question, Amalai Chayva, Rabbi Gamliel said, it's compulsory, you have to say it. Amalai, Valor Rabbi Yeshua, Amalai Rishus. So the Talmud said to Rabbi Gamliel, but Rabbi Yeshua told me that it's optional, I don't have to say it. Amalai Rabbi Gamliel said to him, Hamtin Achi Konsu Bale Trace in the base of Medrash. Wait till the Talmud Chachomim come into the base of Medrash, and then we will discuss it, and then you make, uh, pose your question again. What is the exact translation of the word? Tracing means a shield. You know when soldiers have a shield, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, thing. Yeah. so why is it called a shield? He says the reason why it's called a shield is because Tamil Chachomim, they're arguing with each other, like yeah. Beishamah and Beishillah yeah, yeah, and Singh, yeah, yeah, Abai yeah. and Robert, yeah, 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 so yeah. they're arguing with each other, they're battling each other like a battle, so, so that's like what they are. Good evening. Uh, that's why it's called, yeah, by the tracing means those that hold the shield. But it means they're talking about Tamil Chachomim. So, and then ask the question again. Can you next to the Bala Trayson when the Hamid Chachamim came in? Omid Ashar B'Shoel, the question he got up and he asked, Tfilas Arbis Rishus HaChayva. Is Tfilas Arbis Rishus HaChayva. Omid Rebbe Gamliel, Chayva. Rebbe Gamliel says, it's Chayva, it's compulsory. We're up to... Um, I remember, whether Omar is compulsory... That's right, Kavzai Nomad Vais. Kavzai Nomad Vais. Why didn't that yeah. Because because Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel, no, because Rabbi Gamliel was the Nazi. So he wants to ask the Nazi, what 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 do you hold? So so on Rabbi Gamliel said it's chayva. This is in Amen and Rabbi Gamliel lechachomim, and then Rabbi Gamliel turned to the chachomim and said, "Klum yesh adam shchalat b'davazeh." Is there anyone who disagrees with me? I say it's chayva. Anyone disagrees? Amalei Rabbi Shua, I love Rabbi Shua. Said to him, no. I, in other words, I agree with you. Now we know that Rabbi Shua said it's rishus. So why didn't he say to him, I, 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 you know, that no, I disagree. So the slap says that I have respect for Rabbi Gamliel, and he didn't want to make a whole machlokas there, so they didn't. Because even Rabbi Shua, who says it's rishus, you can still say it if you want to. So that's why he didn't make a business about it. Yeah. If it's something that you can't, not allowed to do, then he would have made a business about yeah, it. Yeah. But it's, 
it's resource. Resource means you don't have to if you don't want to, but there's nothing wrong if you, you do want to. Disagree with exactly. You didn't want to make a whole business there in front of everybody in the base of Medrash. So Amalara of Gamliel said to Rabbi Shua, "Alai Mashimcha Amali Rishus." But in your name, it was reported to me that you have said that it's Rishus, that it's optional. You don't have to do it. If he said that, why did he say that anybody disagrees? He knew quite well that Rabbi Shua. Exactly. Why did he say that? Because he wanted to give an opening to Rabbi Shua to stand up and say that I disagree with you. But Rabbi Shua didn't say it. Rabbi Shua kept quiet. So so therefore he, yeah. So therefore he had to say. No, because the whole point was like this. This Talmud, he came along here, and he set up one against the other. He asked Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi yeah. Gamliel says one thing, then he asked Rabbi Yeshua, yeah. and then he said to Rabbi Gamliel, but Rabbi Yeshua said this. So it had to be, it had to be ironed out. He had to sort of get it straight. It's Jesus. It's what, Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, you know, but what is it? What is it? And that's why I said, until the tracing, because then, once all the time Holland when the Beit HaMendrish, they would all say their bit, and they'd come through to a proper, truthful, um, what do you call it, to a truthful suck. And as we know, as we know from, uh, what's the name, from uh, Boris Johnson, the truth counts, the truth is important. It's a bit like Rabbi Feldman and Diane Antwer sitting together, and yes, going and saying to both of them, is the Northwest <laughs> London area of kosher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was told it was reported to me that you said it's Rishus you don't have to have married so Rabbi Gamil said Rishua Yahashua doesn't say Rabbi Yahashua Yahashua even though like uh, he was uh, like he was, he was the Nazi Rabbi Gamil was the Nazi Rishua yeah. was only with the Avvezin stand up on your feet and let them testify against you. In other words, let them say that this is what you said. Because he denied it. Omar Rabbi Shua, Raglov, Omar Rabbi Shua said, gives a whole poetic thing here, point here. If I was there alive, and the questioner, the person who put the question was dead, then I could deny the ruling. Because there would be nobody to, to, to contradict me. Because Yochalach, I, Lahach, um, sorry, well, uh, I'd be able to deny the ruling. Because the living can, tra- can contradict the dead. Because the dead can't answer. Now, however, that I'm alive and he is alive, in other words, he's sitting here, how can the living contradict the living? In other words, I'm forced to confess that I did give this ruling that Marav is Rishus. So he, 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 he agreed. So how you Rabbi Gamliel, Yashiv Adarish, Rabbi Gamliel continued sitting and carrying on with the Shia. Rabbi Shua Amen Raglov and Rabbi Shua remained standing on his feet. Because the way the protocol was, the rule of 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 this of, of the base manager that you didn't take your seat after you stood up to speak until the Nazi gave you permission to sit down. And since the Nazi Rabbi Gamliel didn't say to Rabbi Shua sit down, he had to carry on standing. Until all the people get upset. And they said the chutzpah, the announcer, because they always used to have a matogamon, which meant was that the, um, the person, like whoever was speaking, Rabbi Gamliel, for example, he was speaking, and not everyone could hear him. And also, he didn't always know the vernacular. That means that there's a sort of language in which the people understood. So you had a sort of a metogamon, which was a, like a translator, 
or uh, what's the right word for it? A uh, not just a interpreter, interpreter, who used to explain it to the people. And they told him stop, stop. So Omar then he stopped. Omra, so they said, have come on a Saravanazel. How long will Rabbi Gamliel continue upsetting Rabbi Yeshua? Yeah. They will upset the people. And they quote three cases. Rosh Hashanah On Rosh Hashanah last year, he upset him. What's the story about Rabbi Yeshua? There's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah which is as follows. Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua, they, they argued about what the day was of Rosh Hashanah. Right? They had an argument. And Rabbi Gamliel ordered Rabbi Yeshua to show that he accepted what the Nazi, his authority, and on the day which was going to be Yom Kippur, <coughs> according to Rabbi Yeshua, yeah. Rabbi Gamliel said, come with your walking stick yeah. and with your money, and which both often Yom Kippur. Yeah. Yeah. What? Which was what? Come with your money yeah. and with your walking stick. Yeah. Yeah, on, on the day that you think it's Yom Kippur, but I don't think it's Yom Kippur, come to me. And the people didn't like that. They thought he was sort of like really embarrassing, embarrassing Rabbi Yeshua. I'm a bit confused though. Yeah. Um, was that before the set calendar occurred? For, I mean, in other words... Must have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, so what's the dispute about the, between Rabbi Yishua? The the, there was a machlokas about the day of which day was Rosh Chodesh. <laughs> Right, within one day, two days. Yeah. I mean, who this um, tishri? Probably Rosh tishri. Yeah. So it would turn out. Yeah. Chutzpah Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chutzpah was the name. Yeah, Chutzpah ah. was the name. He was, yeah. he was one of the. I'm sorry, I really? I think yeah, Chutzpah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It must have been a big man. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Chutzpah. Oh, Chutzpah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so, So in other words, according to Rabbi Yeshua, let's take an example, that, 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 Yom Kippur turned out, according to Rabbi Gamliel, on Tuesday. Yes. And, according to Rabbi Yeshua, it turned out it would be on Wednesday. So said Rabbi Gamliel, in order to sort of assert his authority, he says, you, Rabbi Yeshua, on the day, Wednesday, when you consider it to be Yom Kippur, yeah. you come to me with a walking stick with money, which you yeah. can't do on Yom Kippur, yeah. it shows authority. Now, it, it, put it this way, the people felt that he was embarrassing, that Rabbi Gamliel was embarrassing Rabbi Yeshua. So that was the first case. Then, in the matter of the firstborn, firstborn uh, animal, in the incident with Rabbi Tzodok, he also upset him. What was the case there? In Bechairus, is as follows. It's like this. The din is that Bechair has got to be given to the Kayan. In the times of the base of Migdosh, it's got to be given to the Kayan. And he must bring it as a Korban. But when the base of Migdosh is not there, then the kind has got to wait till the Bechar accidentally develops a blemish, a mum. Then he can shecht it and eat it even outside the base of Megdosh. Now, what happens if the Kayan is also an owner of the animal? Right? Then, since he's got an interest in the Bechar being, being allowed, being allowed, no, not alive, uh, allowed, mutter, that's mutter oh, yeah, to yeah, eat yeah, it, yeah, yeah. right, because it, he's the owner, yeah. so he gets a hanar from it, yeah. right, he is not believed to say that the mum came by accident, 
because there's always a worry uh, that, a, that a person put, made the mum on purpose in order that he could eat it, but he says it was accidentally. So we say like this, <coughs> if the client is an owner, he owns it, yeah. then because he's got a personal interest, yeah. in, in it, he's not believed. However, Robert Sodok was not only, he was a client and he was an owner of the animal, but he was also, he was a Tamakochum. And therefore there was a makhlaika between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua whether Rabbi Sodok should be believed when he turned around and said that this animal got a mum by accident. In other words, he was trusted. But that was, that was the makhlaika there. And in, in that incident there, the Gemara talks about, and the events were similar to what happened here. In as much that again Rabbi Gamliel forced Rabbi Yeshua to remain standing while Rabbi Gamliel continued the Shia, just like here. I mean, you know, the actual details of the, of, of the Bacharis are not that important. It's, it's he, he embarrassed him by, by, by uh, him, by Rabbi Gamliel, by sitting down, letting Rabbi Yeshua carry on standing. He didn't give him permission there. And Hochanamitsari, here in our discussion about Mari with his Rishosachayva, he also distressed him, he also upset him. Tovanabre, let's depose him. In other words, it was a people's revolt, like what's going on in Hong Kong. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll last. I've got a feeling one of these days the Beijing will send in the yeah. the troops, and that's yeah. it. But in any case, that's besides the point. So uh, the people got upset that this is already the third time that Rabbi Gamliel is embarrassing Rabbi Yeshua. First of all, here with the Mariv, also with the Rosh Hashanah situation, and also with the Bachar. So Tov uh, let's depose him. Right? No committees. We would just depose him. So they asked Kashiman Nukimle, but who should we appoint instead of him? There has to be there has to be a Nazi. Right? Nukmele Rebishua. Should we appoint Rebishua? We can't do that. Balmaisahu. Because he's personally involved. So there's two explanations for how to understand that. Right? Rashi says if he was appointed, Rebbe Gamliel would be very upset. In other words, if somebody else also Rebbe Gamliel would be upset. But if it's Rabbi Yeshua, who was involved yeah. in the story himself, it's sort of like uh, into exactly. Yeah, there's a saying in German, "Makas mit Fowler Fish." It, it means it's a double whammy. It's really not. another explanation is yeah that it might appear if you put Rabbi Yeshua in as a Nazi, it might appear that the Rabbi Yeshua had argued with Rabbi Gamliel, especially only for the purpose of having him ah. removed so he could get the job. Very good. That's the city argument. Well, that's the Marshall says that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's the other difference. Yeah, yeah. What I meant was, Rubbish would not have known how Rubbish would have reacted. You know, I mean, yeah, but he, 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 he wouldn't have. Yeah, no, no, no. He would have because well, he had experiences with Rosh Hashanah, with the two previous Yeah, with oh, the Bechayrus. So he had, he, he, oh, he, he had experience. Oh, I see. Good yeah. answer. Very good answer. Right, right. Very good, very good answer. Excellent answer. Yeah. So, so Nukmiller Rabbi Shua, we can't put in Balmaiser, he's personally involved. Nukmiller Rabbi Akiva, that's the point Rabbi Akiva, he was the one that could lie him. We can't do that either. Dilma Onishlei, the less less chusovas. Perhaps Rabbi Gamliel will cause punishment to come on him and he will die. Right? Why? Because, he, because the less less chusovas. He hasn't got chusovas. Ah, he was a gay. Uh, uh, he, he came from Gairim. He came yeah. from Gairim. Rabbi Akiva. But the Kiva came, I don't mean he's a gay himself, but he came from Gairim. And therefore we have, so what happens is, Rashi says, that if Rebbe Gamliel would be very upset about this, it could be that 
it will cause Hashem to punish the person who caused Rabbi Gamliel the, the, the upset. Yeah, pardon? No, but no, 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 but if Rabbi Akiva becomes a, becomes a Nossi, then Rabbi Gamliel might get upset, and since Rabbi Gamliel hasn't got chus us, meaning because he comes from Gairim, he hasn't got chus us, therefore it won't protect him, and therefore he might die from it, Rashi says. Could you learn from here mm-hmm. Ein Horror that Rabbi Gamliel would have given an Ein Horror to Rabbi Akiva? Well, because people say Ein Horror doesn't exist, but maybe from here you can see it does exist. Yeah, because he, he might have given him a yeah, bad yeah, Ein Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says like this because if no, Rabbi Gamliel was so upset, he might cry out to Hashem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? And, and, and as a result, he, he was punished. Yeah. But it could, you could turn around and say, look, if Rabbi Gamliel, who was a Nazi, was such a great man, even though this whole story, but Rabbi Gamliel was such a great man, if he calls out to Hashem, Hashem will answer what it's he says. Whereas, a, whereas a, yeah, a normal person, uh, you know... Ein Horror, they say, you, if you believe in it, does Ein Horror exist? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. These are above my station. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to understand Rebecca Gamliel's behaviour. But Rebecca Gamliel was sincere, as we'll see in the Gomorrah as the story oh, well, unfolds. Rebecca Gamliel was sincere in the sense that he did it in Hashem Shemaim. We'll see. We'll oh. see. We'll see. We'll see. Right? Oh, so who can we? So we can't, uh, we can't put in Rebbe Yeshua. We can't put in Rebbe Akiva. And the Nukmen Rebbe of Anazaria. So let's appoint the Nazi Rebbe of Anazaria. Why? He's got three malas. He's got three positive points about him. Chochom is wise. Uosha is rich. Uasiri Ezra is a tenth generation from Ezra, meaning he's got chuzovas. Right? Now the Gemara explains. Who Chochom is wise. The Machile Mefarekle. Anything that he's asked, he will be able to answer. And it says, the Posik says, Bishinamtom Levonecho in Shema. It's the Haggadah, isn't it? Pardon? It's the Haggadah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bishinamtom Levonecho. It should be sharp in your mouth, meaning if somebody asks you a question, somebody asks a question, you can answer straight away. Obviously, there'll be cases if you ask somebody a very, very far-fetched question, you'll say, I have to look it up or think. But a general questions, you know, you would expect him, you should answer straight away. And, and, and even though, we'll see, he was a very young man, he was only 18 years old, Nevertheless, he was a chokhom, he could answer straight away all the questions. Who Osher is a wealthy person. Why is it important to be wealthy? Because he won't take bribes. Oh, first of all that. Oh. So that if somebody is needed to deal with the house of Caesar, in other words, with the government, he too, like Rebbe Gamliel, who was also a wealthy person, will be able to go and deal with them. What's be- oh, oh, because, because only a man of wealth was able to deal effectively with the Roman government. Oh. You have to take it yeah, yeah, but that also the Roman government would give more cover to a wealthy person than a poor person. It, it, it's not right, but that, that's how... That's in, in I, life. I would have said they uh, like uh, the idea more, they won't take bribes yeah. or anything. Also, I like, yeah, that. Yeah, I like yeah, that more. Yeah, that yeah. could be also, that could also be the reason. Yeah. It's an but, extrinsic reason, not an intrinsic reason. Yeah, but that's what they say, that they say the reason is because um, unfortunately in life it's not fair 
But unfortunately, if a rich person says something, everyone says, yeah, 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 oh, that's very good point, very good point. And if a poor person says something, ah, well, what do you know? You know, well, the same thing you can say, all of a sudden, you know. And well, yes, that's, how, that's how it is. Unfortunately, unfortunately money speaks loud. Money speaks. You know, I must say, I, I and a lot of money screams. Have you heard of Israel Bagwell? He's a, yeah, 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 a writer. Yeah, right. It's a very good quip. He says, you can tell how the Almighty thinks of money by looking at the, at the people who've given it to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, so money is the root of all evil, and I wish I had a bit more root. Yeah, something like that. I think he wrote for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, we are Cyril Ezra. He is also the tenth generation of Ezra. The Islet's chus of us, like not the Amishlet. So he's got the merit, the chus of his forefathers, and Rabbi Gamliel will not be able to cause him punishment. Also, the Omrelays, so they came and said to Rebbe Lezim Lazaria, Do you want to become the head of the Mesifta? Meaning, do, would you, we want to appoint you as a Nossi. Would you like to become the Nossi? So what does he say? He said to them, I will go and will co- I'll ask my wife. I'll go to consult with the the household. I don't know whether they suddenly want to become the wife of a Nossi. You know, she, my, my wife will have to host a lot of people around the table. But I don't know whether she wants all that. All the imlach for the base, he went and consulted with his wife. She said to him, hang on a minute, Dilman Abin Loch. Listen, Rebbe Gamliel was ousted from the post, yeah. right? He was ah, chucked out. Perhaps they'll chuck you out as well. Yeah. If you're no good, they're you know, not up to their expectations, they'll chuck you. So what do you want to take a job like that for? On my loss, he said to her, Let a person use a precious glass cup one day. Let somebody use a glass cup, a glass cup one day. And the next day, it will break. In other words, this, this was a saying. Strike while the iron's hot. If I've got the opportunity to serve as the Nazi now, let me do so. Not worry about the future because you can have a. You say we well, shouldn't buy a glass because perhaps then a, a week later the glass might fall. It might fall. It might not fall, right? So you don't worry. You know, you don't worry. Ten. Uh, you know, there's a saying in English: "Don't trouble trouble, so trouble troubles you." In other words, diet Don't worry about what will be. And I've used this countless times. I've told people. Don't worry, if I this and if I that, there's a German saying, if my mother had wheels, she would be a bus. It's a German saying, but my mother had to design an omnibus. If, 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 you don't know what's going to happen, so just, oh, look, this is, this is a fantastic job, you're being offered but as you an take it. Very good one. Worry about the future, you said a very good one, a very good one, yeah. worry about the past, what you can't do. Yeah, yeah what's that book you said? I, that I'll, tell you, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you afterwards, that's something I'm else. I'm a but man that would never work on a Friday, yeah. he's so he didn't have a job. <laughs> 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 there you are, there you are. So she was worried. She was worried what might come that they might depose him as well. She said, "Look, Kamala, I'm offered that job. Let me take it. Let's not worry about what will happen if 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 they if I, they don't like me." On Malay, she said to him, "But let's lay chivarosa. You haven't got any white hairs in your beard. Oh, right. So you want to be the nosy? You want people to have respect for you? He was only 18 years old. So you know, he was a little boy. Unbelievable." How we yomer by Tamnus Reishan, but that day Reb Loza was eighteen years old. Eighteen. Israchashle Nesa, and a miracle occurred. 
18 rows of hair in his beard turns white <laughs> overnight. And Haina, this is what we say in the God of the Omer Hare Ani Kaven Shivim Shona. I am like a seven. I'm like a seventy-year-old man. Velai Ben Shivim Shona. He didn't say I am a seventy-year-old man. I'm like a seventy-year-old man. He was only eighteen, but because of his white beard, he looked like seventy. So overnight, he already got the surah, the ponim of the hadras ponim of, of, of an older man. So he would get the respect of which go, went with his job of being a nosi. Tama. We learnt in the brayser. Oisai Yom on that day. Now, th- we're talking about like this. After the appointment of Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah, the policy changed. And we will see in a minute how the policy changed. They removed the doorkeeper of the base of Madrash. There was a doorkeeper, like a bouncer, who stood outside. And you'll see, certain people he didn't let in. And he gave permission to anyone who wanted to go in, all the Talmudim could go in. Why? Because previously, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel, when he was naughty, would say, Any student whose inside is not like his outside, means, meaning who is not sincere, he may want to go learn, but he's got no Yerushalayim, like he shouldn't go in into the base of Medrash. But when Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah came along, he said he changed the policy and he said no even if somebody's not even if they're not sincere they want to come and learn come and learn right because we have a saying even though it might not be that you, you, you learn it but it will come to be so he had a new policy how on that day it tries to come many many benches were added to the base of Medrash to accommodate the large amount of extra students Tamidim who came in because of this new policy there was a machlokas between Yosef ben Destoy and the Rabbonon about how many benches were added one says 400 benches were added one says 700 benches were, in, were, were, were uh, added and now I quoted last time beautiful vote of Rabbi Gedalia Eisenman Zechariah who was the Mashkiach of Kol Torah Yeshiva in Yerushalayim and he asked a, a, a question he says why do we say benches were added we mean Talmudim were added oh, yeah. the yeah, fact yeah. that the fact there were benches the benches were needed to accommodate yeah, the Talmudim yeah. but talk the important should say there, there, there were 400 Talmudim who yeah, came yeah, in yeah, yeah, what are benches yeah. he says like this beautiful he says, what the Gomorrah is trying to sort of hint at is, we said that previously, even insincere Talmudim were allowed, uh, sorry, the insincere Talmudim were not allowed in. Yeah. Right? Now, even people who weren't so sincere were allowed in. So only now the problem of benches became important. Because previously, when there were Tarcha Kabara, there were sincere people, they didn't worry about to go into base of measure, have they got a place, have they not yeah, got a yeah, place, have they got a bench? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't occur to them. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry, they want to go and learn, they'll find a place. Yeah. Only now, when these sort of insincere people came in as well, yeah. oh, suddenly, listen, you want me to come into base of measure, first I've got to find a seat, 
I've got to be able to put my feet up somewhere. I've got to know where the nearest toilet very is. Very nice, very nice. And all nice. the rest of it. This, is, this yeah. is what the Gomorrah is hinting in the benches, because the whole problem of benches only came about when the insincere people came. What I'd like to know is how did Rav Gamliel decide who was sincere and who was insincere? Yeah, it's, it's a very, very... How did he know? I don't know. That's a very good, horrible thing. That's a very good yeah. question. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, the prison, yeah. were the guards there to say, you're sincere, you're not... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, know. I don't, don't like that. Yes, you must say that. I think one knows I think one one knows who's a sincere person and who's not but in any case you're right you go I don't know whether whether he sort of perhaps had to appear in front of him and he had to assess them perhaps that's how I also thought before just very fascinating how human the Gemara is yeah which how did they, did they approach Rabbi Loz Ben Who approached Was there a committee there? Was there executive It there? doesn't look like there's too much of a committee because they yeah. got upset with Rabbi Gamliel who's for they? changing Rabbi Yeshua. Yeah. Who's the they? people. It's the people who are in the base of Medrash. And who appointed? Was there a committee there? No, 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 no. As Dr. Schoenfeld used to say, the best committee is a committee of three, but make sure one is abroad and one is ill. Those is the best of committees. So why it does say they. It does say they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They was a committee. The people in the base of Medrash, when they saw how Rabbi Gamliel treated Rabbi Shua, that he left him standing while he was sitting, they got upset. Yeah. And they said, this is the final they was straw, they, yes, because yes. it happened twice. Yeah. But it didn't look like they had quite a committee meetings yeah. about it. You know, they, they decided... A, a camel hmm? is a horse devised by a committee. A what? <laughs> a camel is a horse devised by a committee. <laughs> It's so beautiful, tomorrow because it's so human. It's human. It's so human. Yeah, yeah, very not, human. Not it just shows nothing but much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so one minute. So, so um, yeah. So all these extra benches were added. And very nice. So, Rabbi Gedalia Eisenman. Rabbi Eisenman. Yeah, it rings true. Have a kahol shadaded Rabbi Gamliel. Once he saw this development, Rabbi Gamliel saw all these extra Talmudim coming in. He, he got upset, he got depressed about it. Oh my, he said, perhaps I was wrong. Perhaps, God forbid, I have withheld Torah from Israel, and I'll be punished for this, Rashi says. They showed him in his dream white jugs filled with ash. Oh, 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 white jugs. You know, jug is a pach, like a pach shemen. White jug, but filled with ashes. As if to say, as if to say, the reason why do they, why do they show that? Just as these jugs are beautiful on the outside, uh. but on the inside they contain only ash, worthless ash. So the, the, the students, they appeared worthy, but really they're not. That's what the marshal says. That's why they showed it to him to sort of appease him, him. To, to placate him, to say, look, don't worry, you know, you didn't hold back to him, Israel. But then the Gemara and Velayi, but that was not really the case. This was not truly a sign in Hashemayim that Rabbi Gamliel was correct. It was only to put his mind at ease oh. that they showed him this. In other words, since Rabbi Gamliel had been motivated, he meant it Hashem Shemayim. Right? Then Hashem w- wished that he shouldn't feel upset about it. But in truth, what the Gemara is saying is his policy was wrong. His policy was wrong. Mm-hmm. And what Rebbe, what, what Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah did to open up the gate yes. and let everybody in, yes. that was the correct policy. Uh, Rabbi Gamil's policy was too elitist or restrictive. Yes, yes. 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 And I see. 
Yeah. Rabbi Eliezer Menazari, he would let everybody in. Because if somebody wants to come and learn, let them come and learn. Yeah, yeah. So even if they're not doing the Shem Shemaim, right, and they're not sincere, but they, there's a good chance they will become yeah, sincere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we'll leave it, even though it's the middle of the story, we'll leave it here. What was that? Can you tell